Well, hello there. Hey, what's up? Oh. Do, you hear, do you hear my dog uh, in the background? I do not. The bark round? Is that a word? The bark round. It is a word now. <laughs> well, I guess the funniest part of the new year is uh, the cat meme, I should buy a boat. With that shit. Buy a boat, Tom. Did you already buy a boat? Are you just looking for approval after the fact? Uh, <laughs> I go look at the boat next weekend. It's a little mini trimaran, basically. Uh, it's technically classified as a kayak. <laughs> yeah, with Maybe uh... I can finally convince people to come visit me. Guys, I have boats and e-bikes and, you know, it's all fun, guys. <laughs> you know, it's Disneyland shit. Come on down. When when the when the Rona stops eventually, yeah. So when we're forty or something. Tom, you, that sounds like far away, but that's like five years from now. Shut up. Oh God. <laughs> that's not that far away, Tom. That'd, that'd be perfect because my my youngest would be six. Yeah, that sounds like a plan, Tom. See you in five years. Twenty twenty seven. Old enough for boarding school. I want my get life out, back. Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> Time's up. Start the game already. Let's do this! Run, boys! I'm ready! I'm not ready! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2020. Deuce! We're your hosts, Autobot, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Happy New Year, gentlemen! Yay. Happy New Year! Is it? Is that's, it that's, though? That's funny because I thought yesterday was going to be like the last time I said Happy New Year just to people, but yeah, I guess I guess y'all count too. Welcome to the new year, <laughs> same as the old year. All hail! So many twos. Oh man, two two Tuesday is keeping me going. <laughs> two two Tuesday, taco yeah. two two Tuesday. I, I think it's go. I think it's February twenty second as a Tuesday. Man, you make me want to so go buy two twenty two twenty two. On a Tuesday. Two two Tuesday. Two two taco Tuesday. Two 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 taco Tuesday. Yeah. Actually it's twenty two, so it'd be two 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 taco Tuesday. Oh my god, I'm getting fucking tacos on that day. And this, <laughs> dear listener, is quest one forty eight. What's coming to Netflix for the new year? Specifically January twenty twenty two. Um gentlemen, we went out at the end of last year talking about miscellaneous crap what had come what we might be looking forward to this is completely completely unrelated to that this is holy shit 82 things landed on netflix january 1st and um some are good some are bad we're not gonna talk about the whole list but uh it might be fun to talk about hey we should go watch a thing and put it in the back of the queue behind witcher behind spider-man behind all the things i'm supposed to watch but it's 2020 part three and i'm still being lazy behind like three star trek series (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I need to watch Lower Decks. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, let's go round the table. Who wants to go first? There's too many things uh, on this list. Let's see. Well, I mean, got to start with a classic. Braveheart's on Netflix now. Oh, dear God. So yeah. it, it's so yeah. weird to recontextualize older movies, especially, you know, as uh, so many celebrities have fallen from grace. So... <laughs> Like, my brother lo- fucking loved Braveheart when it came out in the early 90s. Was it 92? What year is it? 95. 95, okay. Um, my brother fucking loved this movie. And, I mean, I remember it being a good movie. Nowadays, you know, it had huge battles and it was epic. Nowadays, you know, it, it's been done bigger and better and more bombastic. But this was a big one. But, man, like, in light of... Uh, 
Oh, dear God, I can't even think of his name. That's that's actually Mel nice. Mel Gibson? God, Mel Gibson, thank you. In light of his fall, like, I don't know. This was one of his first, I would argue, vanity projects where he was director and lead star. And it just recontextualizes it for me. I don't know. Where, yeah. where are you guys at? Where are you at with this? It's it's not as much fun if you know who Mel Gibson is. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, then it's still a, a really enjoyable movie. One of the things that um, a friend of mine up here likes to do on a call it annual basis, it's not really like a formal pin down. This is this is Braveheart Day or anything, but we'll uh, get together and watch like Braveheart or uh, a movie very much like it. Just one of those classic kind of action sort of comfort films. Um it's it's fun and kind of nostalgic at this point, and it's still, like, on its own, out of context, a fine movie. Uh, it's okay. Like, <laughs> how, how long is Braveheart now? Uh, I want to say it's I close say to now. three hours. Three hours. Yeah, it's a fucking long movie. <laughs> it's close to three hours, but it's like Braveheart and what's the um, what's the other Mel Gibson one where he's a Roman? Um, he was a Roman? Gladiator. That's Russell Crowe, bro. That's Russell Crowe. You're right. That is Russell Crowe. I was going to say, there's, there's another Mel Gibson movie on this this list, uh, The Patriot. I don't know if you remember oh, that the one. Patriot. I, I remember liking that one. That was that yeah. one was fine. It's fun. Yeah, definitely uh, talks about the, the darker sides of war. You know, Heath Ledger's debt really, uh, I know my dad was really impacted by that. So The Patriot, uh, total dad movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite in that, I, I kind of lumped them all together. They're the, the old sort of historically set kind of action-y movies. Um, my favorite is 13th Warrior still. Oh, we've talked about that in the cast, yeah. Which is less <laughs> historical and more mythological, but still. Antonio Banderas is fantastic, even in context, so that one hasn't been, hasn't lost its shine for me. Oh, yeah. What's, uh, oh, I can't believe, I can't remember, uh, Grendel is the, the film. What's, what's the, the name of the, the hero that it's all based off of? Uh, it's sort of, kind of, Beowulf? That's it, thank you, Beowulf. Yeah, it's loosely based on Beowulf. Yeah, it's Eaters of the Dead, which was a novel. Who wrote that? Was it, that wasn't Stephen King, was it? Uh, no, it was not, but I don't know who wrote it. Uh, Michael Crichton. Oh, there you go. What a prolific 90s author, truly taken from us way too early. I think he died of cancer, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sad. Anyway, that's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, Braveheart, and like you said, I think uh, The Patriot is on there, too. Yeah. Uh, just one side note, and then Ruli will go to you. Um, mm. For way back when I lived in Texas, uh, we always went to the Renaissance Fair, and one year I brought my I bought my brother... For his birthday and Christmas are like five days apart. So I bought him a giant Scottish Claymore. Spent like a hundred bucks on it for me back then. A lot of money. Um, and I gave it to him for Christmas. He was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Jeff. Let's <laughs> take it. So <laughs> it sat in his closet for years. I don't know what happened to it. But um, that's one of my... <laughs> Braveheart memories. I bought my brother a Claymore. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. Uh, really, over to you, buddy. Uh, what on that gigantic list is interesting to you? Okay, I can't talk too much about this, but I've seen tweets about Archive 81, and basically, they, like, they're like, Blair Witch, 
Blair Witch meets Midsummer meets something else. And I'm like, you're saying lots of things that I like. I don't know if you could put them in the same bucket and they'll be good, but sure, I'll give it a shot. Is this is this a Netflix original? What what date is this? I don't see it on the list. Um, uh, where are we on the list? Because I, I know it's already out. Uh, January fourteenth. Oh. Oh yeah, there it is. I never even heard horror that. thriller. Yeah, and apparently it's based on a podcast and or something. Oh well, that's always good inspirational source material. We need QQ movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like uh, there there are a couple of like podcast podcast based things that I really liked. Um, I forget the one with Julia Roberts that was on Amazon. That was pretty good. Um. But anyways, at Archive 8081, I'm going to take a look at it, and I'm sure y'all will hear me talk about it eventually. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, sorry I have nothing to add, but let us know. Right on. Okay, so uh, there's a handful of things on here I want to mention. One of them is a movie is coming to Netflix, and I'm pissed because I specifically want to watch its sequel. I have a little movie list of things I want to watch or rewatch that are old, and I specifically want to rewatch the sequel too gremlins gremlins 1984 spielberg uh mm. christmas movie uh, is coming to netflix but not gremlins 2 and i wanted to watch gremlins 2 um gentlemen what's y'all's relationship with the gremlins don't know that i have much of a relationship with the gremlins <laughs> i know that you're not supposed to feed them after midnight which makes zero sense it's always midnight somewhere it's always after midnight <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's a classic uh, definitely. Rudely, do you do you have any uh, affinity for Gremlins? Yeah, You're not yeah. A I mean, I mean, we, we actually we actually saw it fairly recently. It traumatized my daughter, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's out of the year material. It's it's, 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 a, it's a good movie. So, uh, what what do you prefer, Gremlins One or Gremlins Two? I mean, they're so completely different movies. Oh, it's God, like yeah. it's it's hard to compare them any way whatsoever. Like, I guess one is this like monster invasion I, I i still think it's a kid friendly type of movie you know just Says a the bunch man of monsters terrified here. his daughter <laughs> well i whatever i gotta gotta start him young but yeah no gremlins 2 though is this like wacky meta let's cut the reels and go to hulk hogan movie like i don't i it's oh, it i don't even know how to yeah. like, i don't i don't know how to describe gremlins 2 but it's definitely not gremlins 1 <laughs> no. well do, do you know the story of why gremlins 2 is what it is someone smoked a lot of something oh god yes well so i don't know why the production company i don't remember if it's new line or paramount or whatever um had made gremlins one and it was a moderate success it was a cult hit but then they put the franchise on the shelf and for some reason five plus years later they were like hey we want to make a sequel and they went to i think it's joe dante who does uh, all the puppetry yeah and they were like hey we want to make it they couldn't get spielberg back obviously but they're we want to make a sequel to gremlins one and everyone's like Dude, it's way too late for that. And they're like, uh, look, we'll give you a blank check and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I guess at that point, like, Joe Jonte and the other puppeteers were like, you said anything we want? And so that's why (laughs) Gremlins 2 is this fucking bizarre ass movie with every weird crossover gremlin, right? Because, like, the whole thing is they're trapped in a tower and they start gene splicing the gremlins. So you have the spider gremlin and the bat gremlin and the electric gremlin and the brilliant gremlin and the woman gremlin and the carrot gremlin. Like... Literally, the puppeteers are just like, we we can do whatever we want. Okay, we just need a framing device to do whatever the fuck we want. And that was the whole reason it got made. And I really want to watch it again. Nice. HBO Max. That's where you got to go. Oh. 
All right. Well, uh, that was mine. Zach, back to you. What else is on the list? I'm going to mention two because they're both Netflix originals, I think. Uh, at least one is. The Colony. Have you seen The Colony or heard no. of The Colony? No. Should, should you do no. one at a time? Because then you're going to – we're going to go around in circles. Well, sort of. Okay. Do two. <laughs> go ahead. So The Colony, I think I've heard of this, but I'm not sure. Is that an alien invasion show? No. No. Uh, I – don't blame you for thinking that though because i'm certain that there are others but like um skyline or the skyline verse uh or um the 100 i think was kind of sort of similar lines now the colony uh it's a netflix produced movie about a colony in space sending an astronaut back to earth to see if the planet is livable so kind of wally ish and like it's a fine concept and i've been itching for some sci-fi now that the expanse is done um but netflix has this problem between this and the god committee which i actually am not 100 percent sure was produced by netflix but um both of these they're just sort of bland and blah and i don't understand when netflix went from being like trying to compete with hbo on the quality of original content that they produce to just shotgunning whatever the hell and green lighting whatever and just kind of everything they seem to produce with exceptions is so middle of the road and like all the stuff that we've talked about to this point has been you know old movies that we already liked the new stuff that netflix is putting out is just not great and it's a problem for me. I wish it wasn't. I mean, aside from The Witcher, I'm trying to think of the last Netflix series that I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, everyone got into Stranger Things, but we're still sure. waiting on season four. And um, it's critically so, declined. So, um, Castlevania. I fucking loved Castlevania. I mean, That's already dead. It's flash in a pan, and it was only the global sensation but squid games literally was like a couple well, months ago yeah t- tiger king and squid game neither of which i watched so i don't give a fuck and absolute flash in the pan no one gives a fuck yeah anymore i mean i mean yeah no there's examples of good stuff and i'm sure we could go back in the record of things that netflix has produced and pick out our favorites but they put out a lot of original content and most of it is trash and i'm not a big fan of that strategy but to be fair a lot of tv is for the most part pretty trashy sure sure but netflix had the opportunity and they still do to curate their library and they just kind of stopped doing that what was that that dude that made that that movie was it last <laughs> that's real specific a dude I, that I, made a movie nope no idea what you're referring to there never heard of such a thing uh, the the irishman uh that was was that a netflix original oh yeah the you're Mar- right it was. Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese? like they they're courting everyone right it's just like like between sure. between love it or hate it like they they put their tentacles into the comedy thing they've got a crap ton of stand-up comedian stuff um they're courting folks like Martin Scorsese to make movies. They've got trash. They've got their fingers in a lot of different things. And I think it's more so like, what is your jam? And you will find at least maybe two or three things in there, right? But I think they're going for breadth rather than being like, I'm going to be the best blah thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a way to meet that breadth with quality, but maybe there isn't. Maybe there just aren't that many good uh, groups out there making movies, and we just kind of get whatever. I mean, I guess I can be happy that... uh, you know, more new directors and new actors are getting experience with these things, like having Netflix as a giant pot of money that generates <laughs> content is ultimately probably serving everybody. Uh, but, and I just, I see so many things that I'm like, oh, what a cool concept. And then I will either start it or now, and I hate this, I've started looking at the ratings for things before I start it. And it's just a lot of ones and twos. But that's but that's how the ratings work. Like it's like it's always the vocal minority, right? I guess I guess. But you look at a lot of other things and like things like The Witcher or things like uh Castlevania, just uh, calling back to those examples, and those don't seem to have the same problem. Yeah. I think I think we're in uh, your mileage may vary territory. That's entirely true. But yeah. All right. Well, um, cool. Ruli, do you mind if I slip in real quick? Because I have one like follow Zach's lead on here. Do it. Cool. So uh, Dota Dragon's Blood Season 2 arrives January 18th. So tomorrow. Uh, I haven't seen Dota Dragon's Blood. I haven't seen... What was the name of the, the League of Legends? League of Legends one? Um, no I should know this. It was just fantastic. Damn it. Dear listener, we're prepared for the podcast. <laughs> Arcane. Arcane, thank you. I haven't seen either of the MOBA uh, series, but I think it's hilarious that Dota's already on season two. Um, and, you know, League of Legends had a phenomenal season one, apparently. I haven't watched either. So, I don't know. If you're into MOBAs and you're into the Netflix, I guess it's time for you. Yeah. This was another one that I was like, I should probably check it out and just didn't uh arcane was fantastic um dota actually not bad as far as ratings go 75 percent on rotten tomatoes which is which is pretty pretty solid might have to check that out um i cannot get over how good arcane was like it has no right to be that good that's what really bugs me about (laughs) it i saw some clip like of these two people fighting and like some dude reverses time to dodge bullets or something. Was that yeah. from Arcane? Okay. Probably. I mean, he doesn't really reduce reverse time sort of, they do this like, um, kind of samurai standoff where they're visualizing the fight before the fight. Ah, uh, okay. But, uh, at least that's kind of how it's framed. Well, well, yeah. Was in, it, well, I mean, it was from like a little, like 30 second GIF of like, what's really cool going on right now. I'm like, this looks really cool, but did you just I call it a GIF? It. It, yeah, j- a jife, a gife. <laughs> I mean, I, whatever. A short, short video clip, and I'm like, but they gave no context to it. I'm like, what show is this? Then like five things down, someone asked, what show is this? Because whatever, but it looked looked pretty interesting. I think that little scene by itself sold me. I'm like, I gotta check this out eventually. It's really good. It's late in the season when that shows up, <clears throat> but uh, it's a pretty good representation of like the animation style, the action, the characters. Without speaking, you get a sense of kind of who they are and what they're about. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 very very good. And I guess if you're like into League of Legends, that's also super satisfying because what the dude's doing with his little like uh, pocket watch ticking thing, 
yeah. uh, is that character's ultimate ability in the game. I, I don't know anything about it other than that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's very well done. Like it just for something that's based on a video game, they don't pander to the video game part of it. They just take the characters. What's cool about what their like little minimal backstory is from the source material, and then just build and build and build and build and build on top of it. It's very 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 nice. Neat. Okay, I just want to interject that to uh, follow along with shows on Netflix. Anyway, Bruley, back to you. Uh, well, speaking of, I guess, highly rated or good stuff, I don't even know how it was rated. Uh, Hell or High Water, 2016. Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges oh, yeah. star in this action movie about a father and his older brother restoring, uh, resorting to dirty tactics to save their ranch. Uh, it was, I remember seeing that in theaters. It was pretty good. Does Jeff Bridges use his... Uh southern drawl accent that he not even drawl when, southern when does, mumble does accent he, he loves so much when does he not look no, seriously old, what I movie does he does like he not this. do that <laughs> i don't want to enunciate anymore and it is let me go back to the list here um 188 on imdb's top movie list so it's pretty decent 7.6 yeah nice yeah, I, don't yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it won anything but it was it was pretty good. Nice. I, I, I gotta even I gotta even out the trash that I'm gonna recommend right after this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, cool. Uh, I know I interjected, but I'll just go real quick. So we also have a uh, hook. The what year was this? Oh yeah, ninety nine. Nineteen ninety one. Ninety one. Robin Williams, Spielberg. Uh, who? Oh God. Uh, who played? Um, Captain Hook himself. He's awesome. I don't remember. I do not know. See, dear listener, this is what happens when you get old. Your brain just fails you. What do I mean? What do, what do I mean? My brain Dustin Hoffman? got the internets. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Um, so this this movie is critically panned. Like, every critic hates this movie. When it came out, it got bad reviews. It's not very funny. I genuinely don't know why. I mean, I haven't seen it forever. Maybe it sucks. But you have this Tom, awesome how, how cast old, with Spielberg doing this bizarre fantasy version of, I mean, more fantasy version of um, the, the classic fairy tale. And, like, you got Rufio and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, how, how I bet your you, kids were you fucking when you saw love it, this movie. What now? How old, were you, how old were you when you saw it? I mean, if it was 1991, I'd have been six years old. Yeah, so you're talking about, like, the perspective of a six-year-old versus, like, 30-year-old reviewers, that's, you know what I mean? But that's the whole point of the fucking movie, right? Okay, like, no, it wasn't no, I mean, aimed I, I get it, at, I get it, at yeah. boomers. It was for yeah, kids. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, no, it's a, good, it's a good movie. Well, really, I hope you watch it with your little girls. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's it's one of those where I, I, don't, I don't think I can explain the plot. Not that I need to, but I can't even explain the plot. There's a giant crocodile, and he wants to eat a clock. And Robin no, Williams no, is his son. No, it, it's it's yeah, but it's like now he's like it's Peter Pan is older now. Also pirates. You you also have to ask the question, is this a movie that I want to see at least twenty five times? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about showing movies to kids, is they if they like it, they will want to watch it over and over and over. And the cool part about that is they'll get something new out of it every single time. But it is man, you have to have patience. So if you can stand watching Hook a lot, 
then maybe show it to your girls. If not, no, no harm. Uh, no, there's there's well, other better well, movies out well, right there. Right now, sure. I'm, I'm in Paw Patrol jail, which isn't that bad, <laughs> but I think there are always steps up. Oh, man. Oh, you got to get them into Bluey. I hear that's all the rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they, they definitely like Bluey as well. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Uh, Zach, back to you. Uh, oh, these are all, these are, I want to mention both of these because they're right next to each other, but the one that I care about is Wild Wild West. Yes! That's someone <laughs> else brought this up. <laughs> it's, Wicked, Wicked Wild Wild West. It's so bad. It's so bad. Right. Um, but that almost brings it back around to good somehow. I don't know. Well, I, this was peak Will Smith. It's, it's yes. mid-90s. And his charisma is truly through the roof at this point. Like, Will Smith's energy levels and charisma have dropped off significantly uh, in his <laughs> older age. But this was this was Will Smith being Will motherfucking Smith. We got, I, we got the music video, too. I have exactly zero problem with Will Smith just kind of fading into the background. Uh, honestly, he's earned it at this point. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yes, no, this, <laughs> this is kind of, like you said, this is, this is peak Will Smith. After this, he had a few things and he, I think, tried to kind of reinvent himself as a more serious sort of actiony guy. As most do. As, as, yeah, sure. When your popcorn flicks, you know, and, and pop stars start fading, it's like, mm-hmm. wait, take me seriously. I have skill. It's like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You're a and- multi-millionaire. Have fun. And and that was fine. Things like, um, oh, what was the zombie movie that he did? Ah, oh, god dang it! Not twenty eight um, days later. No, um, not twenty eight days. Not, it was kind of Escape from New York, but it wasn't. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, about the the not vampires. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, they're not vampires. I'm, I'm the last something or. <sighs> I'm going so blank on it too. Uh, yeah, talk about old age. I I, <laughs> I am legend. It's like, it's I am like legend. The, glass, legend. the butterfly. That's all. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I Am Legend uh, was fantastic, but that, I feel like, was kind of... It has it has an alternate ending that I kind of want to see, because that movie was fantastic mm-hmm. until the third act. I think the third act peters out hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first two acts were fucking awesome, atmospheric, yeah. dark, great. I damn near cried with the dog scene. Oh, I know. Um, it, was, it was a wonderful movie, and it was almost... It wasn't almost. It was entirely Will Smith through the entire thing. Uh, that was... I I feel like, and I'm saying uh, emphasis on feel like, because I don't actually know what his highest rated movie was, but I feel like that was his best movie. Um, just because it was all him, and he did a really fantastic job with it. Like, yeah, the third act, like you said, did kind of sort of peter out a little bit, um, but I don't think that was anything to do with Will Smith. That was other aspects of the story they were telling and, uh, the writing that went into it and everything else. He did great with that. And if that was the last movie that he ever made, I think nobody would have a problem with that. And we would <laughs> all remember Will Smith fondly. Although I will say he also did Bright, which if you haven't seen is really, really good. Uh, for other I remember reasons. that one. That one was good, yeah. It's it's kind of back to that... It, it, it's some cross between uh, like an I Am Legend feel and Wild Wild West. It's got some of the comedy and the the uh, sort of character comedy that Will Smith was really good at. Uh, but it's still fundamentally an action movie, and it's got a really fantastic setting. 
Yeah, so, it's like it's, it's buddy cop in a gritty fairy tale world. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun, and he was great in that. So you know, I don't fault him for doing more stuff. But yeah, I Am Legend was was the best Will Smith movie that I remember. Wild Wild West, though, as far as comedies that he's done, is my favorite. And it's not a good movie, but it's adorable in all ways. Oh, it's a terrible ways. movie. God, terrible. Also, I mean, you've seen the, um, <laughs> everyone's seen the infamous Kevin Smith talking about the Superman movie he almost wrote. You know what I'm referring to? No. So at one point, Kevin Smith was uh, being considered to be hired to write a Superman movie. And he went to whoever this super eccentric producer was. I forget his name. He went to his house to, like, talk to the producer about writing the movie. And the producer was telling him all sorts of weird shit he wanted in the movie. He's like, and so at one act, eventually, Superman has to fight a giant spider. It's like one of the specific things he wanted. And, of course, the movie didn't work out. They didn't make a Superman movie. And then a couple years later, that producer made Wild Wild West. And what happens in the final act? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, man. Good times. And we're just going to forget about Hancock. Yeah, no comment. Ruli, <laughs> back to you. Um, I don't want to do the things I haven't seen yet, but this one did catch my attention. All of us are dead. So Korean zombie series, eight episodes... A bunch of zombies are attacking kids in school. It actually looks pretty good. And one of the kids also makes a train to Busan reference. So (laughs) it's kind of that has that energy of like the fast moving zombies, everything's on fire type things. So I just saw the trailer really quick. Um, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. That sounds fun. I don't know what it is with uh, Korean firms doing zombie stuff. It just seems like a fixation at this point. Like, yeah, train to Busan was awesome. But um, that and uh, have you seen The Kingdom? I haven't. I've heard that one was really good, too. It's really good, and it needs that's, another that's season. That's the period piece zombie one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in, um, I don't want to say ancient, but medieval Korea. Yeah. And uh, they, <laughs> they have to deal with a zombie outbreak. And the <laughs> it's just very good. I don't, I don't really want to describe it any more than just go watch it yeah uh but yeah no lots of zombie stuff coming out of korea in general it seems and i'm kind of okay with that because they keep knocking it out of the park yeah yeah you know usually like popular film uh, and media tell you about like the mental state of a country i don't know why they're so into zombies right now but eh. i mean i I mean they've they've got both ends of the spectrum with the bubbly k-pop as well so yeah (laughs) it's a very it's a very manic entertainment landscape uh i will say i I never finished peninsula i started watching it and i don't know it just it's it just didn't have the same vibes as the first Mm -hmm. one i think i think the first one just did it really really well and like it just eh, i'll finish it eventually but not today well cool um okay the i don't know kind of the last one i would talk about here but i guess we'll do one more laugh after this is um a whole collection of of movies are coming to netflix i think one of which is good <laughs> the teenage teenage mutant ninja turtle movie collection uh with the original in 1990 
Secret of the Ooze, literally one year later in 91. Did they rush that out? And then 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which really should have been called Turtles in Time, but wasn't. Instead, a really awesome video game was called Turtles in Time. Uh, gentlemen, any any relationship to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or what were they called in, like, Europe where they couldn't use the word ninja? Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Thank Don't you! Don't started on this. No, yeah, they're my jam. They're amazing. Had a whole bunch of, like, random... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle BS right behind me in my little knick-knack shelf. Yeah, they're awesome. Yay. All the movies are good. Watch them. <laughs> I, I really don't have much of a relationship with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the movies are fine, as far as I remember, but I think I've seen them all probably once, and that's enough for me. <laughs> I know as a kid I'd seen these more times. Um, I actually am really interested in rewatching the original <laughs> 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because, a uh, fun fact, I think until the Blair Witch Project, it was the most successful um, uh, independent movie of all time. And actually, maybe maybe Blair Witch wasn't technically independent because it got published by somebody else. But, um, yeah, no one wanted to make this fucking movie. Like, no one wanted to make it. I forget how they got the money together to make it uh, and got New Line Cinemas to, to publish it. But no one wanted to make it. Uh, the only people that were on board were the Henson Company, because of course the Henson Company would My be on board for something like this. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like really niche, um, amazing it got made movie. Yeah, no, I, I really liked all, all three of them. Like I see that they have the third one, or I'm sorry, the, the first new one. I don't know. I just I couldn't get past the the bad CGI. Um, I've seen like the new like CGI versions that are more like comic-y and more like 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 the kid version stuff and those look, those look really cool it looks yeah, like I, it, it definitely I stylized the, i think the 2007 is not the michael bay movie i think that's the all cgi movie that had patrick stewart as the villain okay i think fuck if i actually know <laughs> but yeah but uh yeah i don't i don't know if they hold up though because like this this is kind of going back to the hook thing like like i love these when i was a kid i can't i don't recall within the past 10 years ever watching them again um <laughs> And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to hit the same way, right? At least I could, like, like, was, were there arcade scenes? I know there was, like, that really, like, dorky, like, skate in a warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, because, like, like the, the Foot Clan are stealing all this shit to try to entice teenagers to join. So, yes, they have, like, arcade games they've stolen. They have, like, the warehouse with the skateboarding. Uh, frankly, it's kind of dark. It's, it's a dark fucking movie, like, conceptually and in execution and in lighting. Like, it's, it's not a bright, colorful movie. Secret of the Use was bright and colorful, right? Like, Everyone was shocked that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was a huge success. So literally, the studios were like, okay, you have less than a year to make another one of these. And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we did get get the Ninja app from that. You, you got to know the Ninja app, at least, right, Zach? Uh, vaguely recall that that was a thing. <laughs> who, uh, oh, God, who was the, the rapper Vanilla that Ice. did that? Not Ice-T. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Yeah, and like so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two had a bunch of studio mandates. Um, it had to be less violent. So you notice the turtles never hit anyone with their weapons. They always hit people with other things around them. They never get to use their weapons. Um, it had you know the ninja rap by Vanilla Ice. It was a way lighter in tone film. They wanted more toys, hence they put in um, Token and or Toka and Rexar. But uh, they they originally, that was intended to be Bebop and Rocksteady, but there was some rights issue where, like, the creators of those would have had to get a cut of the profits. And so they said, fuck that. We're just making That's our funny. own characters. That, that, are... that makes a lot of sense, oh, yeah, actually. Totally <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, 
yeah, really bizarre, fast, heavy studio-handed turnaround on part two. And then part three is a total flop. Everyone hates it. But it's the one where they go back that to feudal Japan. Too. I love that one. That was good. Yeah, like really, I think if that was a, like a movie where it had the budget of the previous movies, uh, it didn't have um, Henson's workshop on uh, working for them on the movie, so they had to have really crappy suits. I really feel like if they'd have taken some time and had Henson's Creature Shop working on it, um, I actually think it could have been a really cool movie, but instead it's ridiculously mediocre. However, it does feature the return of Casey Jones. Just saying. <laughs> All right, that might be my final one. Zach, back to you. Uh, I would feel bad if we didn't mention 300. You know, I'm, actually, I'm glad because I did look at that one. I still think, and gentlemen, I want to know what you think. I still think this is Zack Snyder's best work. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. Oh, it's I... it's just so visually good. Oh, the... It's the define best, because I, I will say, I think Sucker Punch is an incredible film that is finally getting the love that it should have gotten a while back. Um, I really love Dawn of the Dead. I mean, like, it's a, it's a good movie. I, if if you gave me any other movie to choose and um, with 300, I, I would pick 300. It's, well, a, it's a good movie. Da- Dawn of the Dead's first, maybe. right? Yeah. And then 300 was his sophomore effort. Yeah. And then after that was Sucker Punch? I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, look, I, I love the Dawn of the Dead remake. I thought you did a phenomenal job, and it has Richard Cheese. Um, but I think 300, even though, okay, let's not go over the controversy of Frank Miller. I know we started talking about uh, Mel Gibbs at the start of this. But I, I just think that 300 is a visual feast for the eyes. It's telling this, you know, certainly skewed version of history in terms of the Persians versus the Greeks. But I just think it's a visual feast and neat and Gerard Butler is a fucking badass in that movie. The whole <laughs> cast is actually a bunch of badasses, um, including what's the guy from Lord of the Rings? Oh, uh, Faramir. Faramir, it's his chance to show his, his quality. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know. I just really like 300. I think it is probably better than even Dawn of the Dead. And I think after that, not that I think Zack Snyder's a, well, he's getting worse every time. I feel like his movies have been a continual, <laughs> yeah. a continual decrease in quality as they've gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Dawn of the Dead was really good, but he did The Watchmen right, like, three years after oh, we, 300. Yeah, we forgot about The Watchmen, which I liked. Yeah. I like The Watchmen. But it's not No one as, else did. I mean, I like The Watchmen. It's good, and definitely was good even at the time. It's good in retrospect, but I don't know. There's something about 300 that was just so... It was so simple and straightforward. It put you on a very linear path through the entire thing, and you kind of always knew where you were going. And that's it, that just made it comfortable. So you were really present in the film and enjoying the ride instead of trying to think ahead and imagine what you know is coming next. Um, that was that was really nice. It was almost kind of it, it's kind of a palate cleanser movie for me, like. It's one that I know the story. I know exactly what's going to happen. There are no surprises in any of this. And there weren't when you saw it the first time. But just the... We keep saying visuals, and I don't have a better word for it. The visuals of the movie are just so much fun. And yeah, I like Sucker Punch, too. It's weird. <laughs> it's harder for me to go back and rewatch. But um, yeah, he's done a bunch of good movies, but... Definitely after Watchmen, 
I would say. Watchmen was 2009. Sucker Punch was 2011. Um, yeah, this this last 10 years have not been quite the same for Snyder. Have not been kind. Again, visually, he's an interesting director, even though I've heard really bad things about whatever the recent zombie movie was that only really watched. Is that Army hey, the of first, the Dead? The first, first 15 go. minutes are incredible. That's all you got to watch. Yeah, noted. <laughs> Well, uh, Ruli, I think that takes us into you. Might be the final entry. What you got for us? Okay, I'm going to do two polar opposite ones because that's the way I'm going to roll. You guys did it too a couple times. Um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I remember watching that movie and really enjoying it. Um, It's been a while but because you were talking about a very straightforward plot. This one does not have a very straightforward plot. (laughs) It has lots of twists and turns and it's kind of gross and scary and a lot of fun stuff. Um... Yeah, that's it's starring Daniel Craig. Who's the female lead? Because I hear she was awesome. Um, I don't know, but I'm gonna look Elizabeth it up. Elizabeth Salander. Oh, I'm sorry, Ronnie Mara. I don't. I'm reading this completely. Ronnie Mara. I don't even know who this person is anyway. But... Yeah, Ronnie Mara. Um, what else was she in? Uh, Carol, Nightmare Alley, Mary Magdalene. If you've seen that, she was in the Social Network. I guess I don't remember her in that. Yeah, but... I, she's in a lot of stuff, but I'm not really familiar with her. Mm-hmm uh filmography yeah nightmare on elm street it was it was good but i i i vaguely remember that this was one of those movies where i thought it was over and then it kept going another half an hour it was enjoyable but also it was, it was a yeah. lot of stuff going on um if that's not your jam uh where was this on this list uh kung fu panda oh yeah really good movie too. <laughs> that, is, that is polar opposite got it honestly hey, that, that's the way i roll kung it's... fu panda it's such a good movie isn't Kung Fu, is that a trilogy now? I know that got at least a sequel. Oh, there's, I think there's so many of them now. Because <laughs> they have like, I think the animated series too and stuff. It's, uh, But the first one was really good. Oh, I, I never saw any of them. Oh, then I can't make a joke about the twist then. Yeah. Who? Uh, who's going to be, um, Jack Black was also cast in the fucking Mario movie. Which who's oh, not in the Mario movie? I know exactly. I have no idea what to expect from that. Um, but which which character was was he Donkey Kong? Which character was he? What Jack Black? Donkey, yeah, Donkey Kong or Bowser? I think. Oh, I think Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Yeah, I think I think Jack Black is going to be fucking Bowser. Yeah, he's Bowser. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think about that. Honestly, I have no idea wh- which direction this movie is going whatsoever. So I don't know. Yeah. Now, I mean, okay. So, Kung Fu Panda 3, just going down the cast list. Jack Black, Brian Cranston, Angelina Jolie, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, Dustin Hoffman, Mads Mikkelsen, David Cross. Like, what the fuck? These movies have no right to have that good of a cast. But they are all fun movies. Yeah, I remember one one was good. I remember two being good and I enjoyed it. I don't remember three and apparently uh, four is in the works too. So they're just going to keep going. Just fucking keep going. Yeah. There's no reason to stop. Like (laughs) they've all been some level of good, if not great. Kung Fu Panda, the first one was, was actually really good, especially in hindsight. It was another sort of DreamWorks-y kind of movie. They They do the face a lot. Um, but in context with the rest of them, it's a really good movie, and they're just fun. They're so fun. They're yeah. fun. All right. Well, uh, any any honorable mentions you guys want to bring up? No, really, you're not into scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, I like the books, but I haven't seen it yet, and I've heard mixed things about it. So, eh. 
No one's going to watch 1976's Robert De Niro breakout hit, The Taxi Driver. Jean-Claude Van Damme is in Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone watched his Amazon series? Uh, no. No? Okay. Has anyone watched uh, Cobra Kai season? Yes. Any of them? Nope. We're almost done with the most recent season. Still good? It's still good. All right. All right. <laughs> One more thing on the, the fucking list. I don't oh. know how long they're going to be able to keep going. Like, I feel like this has to be the last season. I think it uh, might be. I'm not sure. Because they're, they're setting it up for the big showdown, and they've brought back everybody that I could think of that they could possibly bring back from <laughs> the, <laughs> the Karate Kid movies. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's still satisfying. It's still engaging. The characters are still growing and evolving and developing, and that I can't believe that they've managed to keep that up for three seasons of television but Mm. no it's good um it's very very good highly recommend high praise all right dear listener thank you so very much for joining us welcome to 2022 reboot number three of 2020 i i don't even know (laughs) 2020 season three yeah it's just oh god i mean it's technically getting a little better each season You know, somebody described 2022 as, uh, what did they say? It was the booty call of years. It's (laughs) not, it's not a year. Nobody's claiming that 2022 is our year. We're not getting married to 2022. Uh, but if it calls us in the middle of the night and says, Hey, you up, it's okay (laughs) to answer. No shame. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Uh, and on that note, dear listener, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Gentlemen, you going to be around? Hopefully so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have watched some more Witcher. Uh, I've watched one episode of season two. God damn, is that a good start? Um, maybe maybe someone will have watched the Spider-Man. Well, I don't know. We have so much shit we should watch. And review, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. Zach Ruley, thanks again. Thank thanks, you, Tom. And until next time, dear listener... QQ in 2022. I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna cry a lot, a yeah. lot of crying. Let's go. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. You played two hours to die like this?